Welcome to episode 26 of the False Neutral Podcast. This week, we conclude our discussion of motorcycle color schemes and graphics. We pick up where we left off last week, so let's rejoin our discussion. The Aprilia World Superbike team had um, Alitalia as their sponsor, and the paint job on that was was awesome because it did call back to 70s Lancia race cars and it was uh it was really cool yeah, there's uh, one thing uh, we haven't really talked about at all is uh the italian bikes traditionally they've been more of a the solid red color yeah well because yeah they've been able to although maybe it just like one-off colors but i've seen a lot of the white like predominantly white with red and green but i think historically ducati has always been solid red I don't know about Aprilia. Maybe they've had more white. And Aprilia's, yeah, Aprilia's color scheme has has varied over the years. And I think Ducati being red was mostly in the '80s. I think if we go back to like '60s and '70s, they were they were a different color. MV Agusta was really the was famous for the blood red bikes back in the, in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, am I wrong thinking that the Ducatis '60s '70s were more silver? Well, traditionally, yeah, they smart. And the well, even up through the first Pantas were silver with blue and red stripes on them. But yeah, if, if you go back and you look at like, for example, uh, Cook Nelson's Overdog was silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Silver Shotgun, which was the kind of designed to be a race replica, was silver. So yeah, they, that was kind of their their colors. Yeah, so that one, I, I was thinking about that, and I'm like, yeah, Ducati has mostly been since when they re-entered World Superbikes in, in 87, I think, is really, 87, 88 kind of was when they went mostly to the red scheme, or predominantly red. The uh, the one other race bike that looks really good, that it was, it's typically been Hondas, especially with the World Superbikes in the early 2000s with Colin Edwards, was the uh, Castrol Hondas. It had a really cool kind of... Like dry paint, like you take dry paint or paint and a dry paint brush and kind of pull the pull the colors. Um, I always thought that one looked really good too. Kind of off topic, but anybody know anything about what's going to happen with Ducati and Volkswagen and the whole Dieselgate? Uh, nothing. 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 Yeah, Audi. Uh, technically, Audi owns. Uh, Ducati uh-huh. and Audi itself is rather flush with cash. Maybe yeah. not quite Porsche flush with cash, but not far from it. Uh-huh. So they're they're well protected in there. Okay. Um, so yeah, I just thought of the bike that I was trying to think of that was almost two almost identical schemes. It was the original FZ six hundred. They had it in whites with red stripes down the side and a blue on the top of the tank. Or red stripes down the side and red on top of the tank. There, there's really not that much difference in. So, I, I felt good that I finally figured out what the heck I was trying to remember. <laughs> Congratulations! 
both look good. <laughs> That's an underrated bike. I had a boss that had one, and the original air-cooled FC600 was a very cool bike. Yeah. Uh, one thing we have not mentioned that I wanted to was uh, on the cruiser side, they kind of had their color schemes there as well, and we would be remiss without talking about the Midnight Specials, the Midnight Special Midnight Maxim Gold and Black Yamahas. Oh, which, yeah. Which you either love for their their Boogie Nights cheesiness or you just really <laughs> can't stand them. But I, I struggle with them a little bit because they're kind of John Player special looking enough that they could be kind of cool, but then I like... No, on a cruiser, it's just too cheesy. Um, I I really like the gold and black color scheme, but just looking at this, I'm reminded of how cramped that cockpit is. <laughs> Those <laughs> and handlebars. And that's the 1100. Right. Uh, I don't know if you've listened at all to Camden Tubbs, but when uh, Cam was at Mid-Ohio, he bought a Yamaha <laughs> RX-50 little, uh, it's like a YSR motor in a mini cruiser frame. And uh, they actually made a midnight version of that one, too. That one, they didn't go full boat because it's still got, like, uh, silver chrome rims. But the trim on the on the, the engine, the side covers, and the uh, tank are all gold and black. That and is just, radical. And I, he sent me a picture of what he was buying, and I was like, no, 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 you got to hold out for the, the gold and black one. Yeah. There Wait, was didn't, one he, of those... didn't he buy that and then sell it like within 36 hours or something like that for a profit? He may have. I don't know if he sold it or not, but uh, I know he bought it without a title. And uh... oh no, <laughs> there is for one of those four hundred dollars. Craig's... There was one of those uh, on my local Craigslist recently that had a title, and I think it was um, somewhere around that price, five hundred or so dollars. And my friend that just bought the Yamaha Maxim. A friend and I were just about to go buy one of these for him as a gag because he wanted to ride with us. And so we figured that if we each put in 250 bucks, bought the $500 Yamaha, he could ride with us and it might be worth the laugh. But then we decided that $250 to laugh at somebody was just a little too steep. But <laughs> yeah, I had no idea that they made these until I saw that Craigslist ad. And saw a little miniature two-stroke cruiser, and I thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah, unfortunately, the motor can't even keep up with my MB5. (laughs) Right, I know. I have to say, I do have a weakness for gold and black, because one of my my all-time Eleanor, the Boltaco Streaker from 1978, was black with a gold frame, gold wheels, and gold pinstripes. I like it. it, it, And it was really wild, because it's almost like a satin matte gold it's not really like a metallic shiny gold it's this really cool kind of uh satin goldish tannish brownish gold that i i've never seen anything else that quite has that finish and i really like it yeah and i love that the frame is the same color as the wheels too because if the frame were black it would still look really good but i just love how the frame ties it all in yeah the contrast is really nice yeah and uh, speaking of that kind of matte gold, the only other thing I've seen it on was the Kawasaki Spectre, which was kind of like their competition to the Midnight Oof. Special Ma- uh, Maxims. And they not did... sure that works on that one. <laughs> no, that looks like complete dog ass. And, and uh, <laughs> they, if you notice, 
to cover up the gold or the the chrome fork tubes, they actually had fork gaiters on it that were black. The handlebars and the the turn signal bodies, everything is either black or gold. Yeah, like everything was black or gold, except you'll notice where they had to machine the rims right around the edge of the right. rims where you can't paint mm-hmm. it when you because it'll flake when you replace the tire. Is the yeah. only place there's any silver anywhere on that bike. I kind of like it just because of their commitment. It's like they didn't half ass it. It's like they really did everything to their color scheme as much as they could have. If you didn't know any better, you would swear somebody just grabbed a can of spray paint and did a good masking job and went to town on it. I was I was I was gonna say the same thing. It looks like someone bought some like duplicolor high high tap engine paint and just yeah had had a day with it. Yeah, it it's not well executed. That's for sure. And they not as well as the Bull Taco. <laughs> I think the maroon Wineberry tank panels kind of are a bit over the top. It looked a little bit better when it had matching tank and side covers on it. That but it almost loses better. it almost loses that that really ridiculous visual quality to it that I really like. Yeah, the maroon and gold just looks horrendous together. But, you know, black and gold just all over the bike looks ten times better. Uh, Another bike that I thought had a really cool color scheme. You know, most Harleys are orange and black is kind of their color scheme. They Lucifer's Hammer Mm -hmm. was like three shades of brown, like cream, tan, and root beer brown. And I'm sorry that Harley never replicated that on any other street bikes that I know of because I thought it was such kind of an understated. Well, maybe they did on some of their like, uh, heritage glide soft tail super CVO something or other. But, uh, I love that color and I think more Harley should be that color. Yeah. I really like the metallic root beer color, but the tans and browns. And kind of golds all going together. I like that color scheme a lot too. I mean, this one looks amazing. You reminded me the original. I wish I could think. Remind me the model number, but the original bike that Eric Buell raced. There it is. The VR one thousand. The R no the RW seven fifty. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something different. Well, was two it different not ones. orange and black? It, it was orange on <laughs> it, one it, side and black on the other. The VR one thousand uh, was. Yes, that was that was the uh, the super bike they raced. Yes, uh, one is the original, like his RW750, which is interesting. The one, I'll, the other one, I've got to send you is like one of the first street bikes he did, which was the RR1200, uh, which almost makes the I love sunset stripes. Cr- uh. <laughs> yeah, he he really managed to make everything but ugly. <laughs> I mean, I don't agree. You're not being fair. <laughs> no, he he really did. I mean, <laughs> no, I can't think of a good-looking product that Buell sold. The first round of Firebolts and Lightning, not yeah, the first round of Firebolts. So not like the Cyclones and and everything else, but like the later ones. Um, those looked okay. They looked hideous when they went to the 1125R with the gigantic cooling side pods. But once they went away from the 1125R and then started doing whatever their latest version was, the 12 something or other, those look pretty good too. Um, I saw one of those the other day in yellow, 
and it was yeah. coming at me. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm like, then I heard the noise and I'm like, I had to think and it was gone, gone by me going the other way. I'm like, oh, that's what that was. It was the yeah. RX 1200 or 1190 or whatever. That yeah, was. yeah. Um, 1190, I think. Right. Well, at any rate, they um, I feel like Buell never really like timed things right. So when he had the Harley engine, he got the styling right. When he went to the Rotax engine, he got the styling wrong. And it just never really kind of met up for him. You um, know, when the, when it, the, what was it? The RS 1200, the West wind came out. It was all one color blue and it had that weird Buell sideways on the tank. But it, I kept thinking it needs something. It just doesn't look right. It needs something. And then he came out with the version that was white with an orange stripe across it. And I was like, okay, no, that's worse. <laughs> there was just no way to make that an attractive motorcycle. Yeah, well, the, the proportions are kind of weird because it looks like there's a lot of mass in the back end. Yep. And you don't really see any daylight between the fender and the rear tail section. And then the front end looks kind of tall. So it just kind of has this, like, slanting backwards kind of look. And that is weird. The orange very, stripe is also really weird. It's very insecty looking. Yeah, and I get that he's trying to do, like, interesting and creative things with the engineering. But having the shock on the bottom like that just... It just doesn't look right. <laughs> well, not I mean, only that, it over it overheated the the shock oil right. in about fifteen seconds. Yeah, but um, the eleven ninety RX, I think that he got the styling okay on that. But I still and call me biased because I had one. But the Firebolt, uh, you know, the two thousand, I think they started them in two thousand four or five or something like that. But um, those generations of Firebolt, I think, look really, really good. Probably one of my most favorite looking motorcycles there is, just not definitely not my favorite performing. Those are those are all one solid color, right? Uh, no, they had so they had weird colors on them. Uh, there was a red with a kind of an orange colored wheel and an orange windshield. Oh, that's right. Uh, I remember you. Yeah, you painted yep. the wheels on it because they were. Pumpkin wheels. I, I, I turned mine all black, so I put black plastics on it and, and well, kind of a gray wheel. But then they had um, black XB, uh, let's see, the, the XB12s, they had them in black. But they also, like the City Cross, they did something weird where they had them in black, but with blue wheels and a blue windshield on them. So they did kind of weird things with it. Um, but I like the styling. Not always the color choices. The red and the gold wheels look pretty stupid. It looked like a McDonald's-sponsored motorcycle. Oh, well, but. if we're going to talk about McDonald's-sponsored motorcycle, we got to bring up the uh, the BMW, the uh, the K1 in oh, yeah. yellow and orange. It just, oh, <laughs> oh yellow and red or whatever it was. I that was just, 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 the K1 in general when it came out was just such a wild bike. I mean, it wasn't that fast, but it looked pretty crazy. It, it looked fast, though. Now, oh, they, yeah. They it did... looks like a land speed front fairing. Like, it has to meet certain surface area criteria, and they can only cover a third of the front wheel, the whole, like, uh, um, front fender thing on it. But Now, to their credit, they did make the K1 in blue and black, and the yellow looks a little bit better on the blue and black than it does the ketchup and mustard bike. But uh... <laughs> Ketchup and mustard bike. <laughs> Uh, you know, but to be fair to BMW, this was the early 90s, and 
they were still doing some pretty weird stuff with colors back then. They had well, to try, that, right? BM, and the other thing, too, is BMW was pretty much known for, uh, you know, kind of standard-ish. Being bland and stale? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they were sort of an old old man's bike, and this was their kind yeah. of, you know, attract a younger crowd and to the point where they even bought time and space and product placement on Beverly Hills 90210 with that bike. Yeah. They they tried. I'll give them that. The, the blue and the yellow, though. To Pete's right, the blue and the yellow actually looks pretty good on that. That that the whatever blue they're using and the yellow that pops much better so, than the flat yellow on the on the kind of the red bike. I like the K one graphic in yellow, and I really like the blue. And I could get past. I could almost get past the yellow wheels, but the yellow shaft drive and then like the yellow. Accent components and stuff like that. I I don't. I think that is what's killing it for me. I'm kind of of the opinion that I think the vast majority of bikes, especially with tubular frames, should be black. I I haven't seen too many colored frames. You know, nowadays they're all just a just a aluminum colored, which is fine. But painting your frame something other than black to me just never really looks right. I think it's fine if it's body color, but not accent color. So um, like KTMs, they're uh, a lot of their uh, factory bikes, well, not factory bikes, but their production bikes had a black frame with orange plastics, but their race bikes for uh, quite a few years until I started doing it recently. And the production bikes had an orange frame and I really liked the orange frame. Uh, and same with a lot of motorcycles that have a tubular frame. If it's body color, I think it's okay. It just kind of blends in and it doesn't have to be black. But if you have a blue body color and then you do like a yellow frame or something like that, that's just too much then. Yeah. It can't be accent color. I just said, I don't like, okay, I'm, I'm a hypocrite because I just talked about how much I like the streaker. I know. And you're bull taco, right? But I think you, I think you made a point there that it's black and one other color. Right. You know, reversing it is okay. Didn't they do a uh, a black K1? Or I guess it was like a yellow and, and like cold gray. I, I like yeah. that one. Really did not look as bad as the others. But the ones that are... And, and this is probably the perspective of just being in 2016 now. The ones that are just more neutral color, just black and silver, look a lot better but again it's 2016 now and not 1990 and you know what's funny is you were saying that you really like some of that those 90 schemes i don't on on bikes but for some reason watercraft yeah you know i can remember going to the lake in st louis in about 1990 and everybody's got their like teal baggy shorts Mm -hmm. on and bright pink uh life vest on and you're on your really cool purple and teal and bright pink and bright green and bright yellow and all those and uh, oh i still have a set of ho water skis that are turquoise and purple and all that oh so good looking (laughs) it was uh i think it was high point products had a line that we sold the crap out of at the dealership that i was at uh called liquid chaos and Everything was neon something, usually two or three different neon yellow, neon green yeah. with with teal 
thunderbolts across it or something. It was just, to me, that works. And on bikes, it just doesn't. I love it on, well, I love it on dirt bikes and on some street bikes. But I, I guess there's a difference because the K1, it's got some of the vibrant colors and it's kind of wild. But it's it's into the wheels. And that's sometimes where I draw the line. You know, in the late 80s and early 90s, I feel like oftentimes, especially on the dirt bikes, it was just in the graphics. So like the old Kawasaki KX250s, they were still just green, but they had the the pink or the yellow KX on mm-hmm. it and the blue seat. And so it's still got some bright colors, but it's it's only in the graphics. It's not in the wheels or the frame or the body color or anything else. So I, I think the only thing that I kind of <clears throat> like that on is they had some pretty wild colors on the KDX 650 yes. or the, the, uh, the KLX 650 yeah. that they did for a couple years that I thought were pretty cool. Uh, what about like, I think Yamaha and the XT 350 and some of the other like Suzuki DR uh, three fifty. I feel like a bunch of the early nineties Enduros had a little bit of the like bright neon kind of colors in them. You know, I I think about it. I say I like that, but I like the older nineteen eighty or so the KX and KDXs that were just the green and black and maybe some blue accents and stuff that weren't that neon color. They look a whole lot better today than some of the other ones do. What was the Full fared, uh, KLR 650 that had the, the Tenere? No, uh, Teng, Tenge, what, what? The Tenere was a Yamaha. They had a Dakar version of the KLR 650 for a year or two. Uh, the, uh, Tengai. And it was kind of bizarre looking that it, it was, uh, blue, it was like powder blue and, white but it had like neon pink accents on it mm-hmm. and so like that it just it, it's not like it's predominantly bright neon it's just got it in a simple accent and i think that looks pretty cool the tenga in itself was a very cool version of that bike that there's one guy here in kansas city that is not a friend of mine but i've talked to him at a at a motorcycle show and uh Oh yeah. Under under the bodywork, it's just a KLR650. There's nothing mechanically special about it, but it had a low fender on the front and a full Dakar style fairing on it, and they were pretty cool. Yeah. That's kind of look good looking. The one last thing I was I want to circle back to the cruisers because Honda had its own transgression in the in the gaudy cruiser arena about that same time. The first Nighthawks had chrome pinstripe tape on them, like like flashes of chrome that was supposed to look like it was under the paint. You know, like the old British bikes would have a, mm-hmm. a an alloy tank with a panel on it. But these were actually Mylar graphic stripes on them. In my opinion, the original Nighthawks, the first couple years they came out before they went with the like the Nighthawk Essence and the other, they could have been really good-looking motorcycles, like classic bikes, except for two things. They had those awful Comstar wheels on them, and they had the awful Mylar 
accent stripes on them. And those uh, just dated as being early 80s so badly. You're not going to like the graphics kit that I just got for my Supermoto. Oh, is it, <laughs> if is you it don't like Mylar the, tape? The chrome accent color, then you probably won't like the graphics kit that I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see what that's going to be now. Well, I haven't got a proof of it yet, but we'll see. I ordered graphics for it, and they wanted to know the background color or the accent color that I wanted. And so I decided on Chrome. Uh, we'll see what it looks like. You know, it just reminded me, you were talking about that KLR. And Pete, you and I talked about it not too long ago, but the TDR250 Yamaha. Mm-hmm. They came in... Well, I think a couple of different colors, right? But blue and yellow and I don't remember. I thought there was another color, maybe uh, black and yellow. Is that right? Ah, boy. There I... was a blue and, blue and yellow, I'm saying. And yeah, blue and yellow. There's a black and yellow. Oh, God. That has to – that cannot be – <laughs> sorry. We're talking – yeah, I'm like sometimes you wish it was just easily easy to go to quicker visuals, but uh, – Definitely, you'll have to go to Hooniverse, and uh, hopefully, Pete will throw this one in there for the for the. Uh, <laughs> this is this is fairly atrocious. Go. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, it's uh, it's it's like a hot. It's it's not hot pink, but it's sort of hot pinkish, uh, with blue and silver. <laughs> is yeah, that, that that's kind of a that's something that somebody puce, made, right? Puce purple pink thing that's that's nasty it looks a little i mean yes you you'd think that it's someone's custom bike but it's almost too well done to be a custom bike right that's what i'm thinking because the graphics look no because like got, they belong on it no, but somebody but put there's a bunch down pipes on it and stuff that's that's a right custom well bike. and the forks are completely different for what it should have and all that but uh, one of the best paint jobs, uh, you know, in, as far as new graphics, that I think uh, the Honda, we didn't get it in the States, but the Honda uh, 1100R Bulldor with Boomerang Comstars. And oh, that looks good. It is one of my, what did you, Eric, you have to stop, stop what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you've, gone, you've gone down the a bad part of the internet. He's posting really hideous looking, hideous looking. Uh, I shouldn't have even brought TDRs. up a TDR 200, 250. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, but no, Pete, you're the one you posted is beautiful. I love that. That's looks really good. That's that's what Hondas should look like. I think you know, it's just. Uh, Oh God! Now I'm doing it. <laughs> I don't know why there's so many. Like there's a higher concentration of awful looking TDR 250s than you would think. Yeah, unfortunately. And I don't know if these are things that people have made or it, if they're. It's kind of factored. like for some reason Ford Festivas and Suzuki X90s all have the worst splash-inspired 90s tape kits on the side of them. Uh, every time I see one, it's like, oh, how unfortunate they got that horrible, horrible 90s-looking tape kit from the dealership. Right. 
It's too bad we didn't get those over here. Although I think like you and I were talking about, Pete, there's like they kind of suck it at everything they do. Well, it was like you were saying about the the Yamaha, the Maxim 550. Whatever you're buying it to do, something does it better. And that's kind of how the TDR is because it sucks off road. It like it sucks on road and it just like kind of sucks at everything. But they're so cool. I I wish they would have sold them here because I would love the opportunity to ride one. Uh, but they just kind of suck at everything. Now, I, I have to ask, is there any motorcycle that your opinion changes from positive to negative or vice versa based strictly on the paint job? In one color, you love it. In another color, oh, you hate it. That's a good question. How about I like it in certain colors far better than others? And I'll use the new Africa twin as such. The the kind of red, white, and blue that the Euro Europeans are getting that mm-hmm. we're not. I mean, I, I think the Africa twin's a pretty cool bike, but in that color scheme, it is just so much better looking. Yeah, well, the new FZ10 versus the MT10, uh, they have the neon-colored wheels with black in Europe, but over here, I think they did a dark-color wheel. The neon, or maybe it's the other way around. I don't remember, but the neon-colored wheels, I just... just awful it's disgusting and i know that it's a pretty easy change like if you really wanted one of those bikes which i do and it would be an easy change but i think that it would detract me from buying it just because the wheels are that color well this one is not a production bike but you for a couple years ago i don't remember exactly when ducati monsters they had rebody kits that you could buy in different graphic kits that you bought it as an accessory and they had one that was set up as the original Panta uh, color scheme. Yeah. I never, ever, ever have wanted a monster at all until I walked in the dealership and I saw one set up this way. And I was like, I could have, it was really good. I didn't have the money at the time because I would have paid <laughs> cash for it and walked out because I yeah. love the original Ducati Panta so much that I saw that color scheme. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. I thought it was pretty hot. That. Yeah, you and I have that in common. I've never liked monsters, ever, 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 but this looks amazing. Still wouldn't buy a monster, but I like them a little bit more now that I've seen that. that, And they made the Panta in some really horrid, I shouldn't say horrid, unfortunate color combinations, but the silver with the blue and red stripes are just fantastic it's just exactly what a ducati is supposed to look like yeah agreed it kind of frustrates me that we can't fully cover any subject in the time it takes of one podcast but the 1971 bsas which were supposed to have a chrome look frame it was going to be this really cool uh, look like a a nickel plated frame they were going to use this chrome paint well it was really expensive and BSA at the time was being run by a bureaucracy. And one of the accountants said, well, oh, that's way too expensive. And they could get dove gray paint that the mm-hmm. military used really cheaply. So without talking to anyone in marketing or engineering, he arbitrarily changed the purchase from this expensive chrome look paint to this flat, military dove gray that they used on the frames and 
people hated it so much that not only did their their sales tank, dealers were actually disassembling bikes and spraying the ta- the the frames black in order to just sell get them off the showroom floor. Wow. And, and after several months, the they complained so bitterly that they did a mid year change and started painting them black again. So they never got their really cool competition looking chrome frames and it was it, it's just considered one of the biggest graphics appearance missteps ever. And the other one is the Jalera two fifty race bikes that they were racing around nineteen ninety were this horrid, like, powdery mauve color with red and white checked fairings. And I think they had, like, some yellow in it as well. They were just truly an eye-searing color combination. (laughs) The BSA reminds me of, I'm I'm pretty sure in the early 90s or late 80s, ATK had a nickel-plated frame on one of their dirt bikes, but I could be wrong on that. I want to say that it was, though. Well, at the time, champion frames and stuff like that were nickel plating all the flat track frames. And so it was was something that would have been really cool, but was it too costly? Yeah. You can question question my taste because I'm looking at this Carlos Lovato bike, uh, according to the thing, it's 1992. I, I don't mind it. I mean, it's very. I don't, it's I don't very, mind it either, actually. It's it's, it's very early. I mean, it's, yes, it's very early '90s with the colors. Uh, part of the part of the green is unavoidable because in that era of 250 GP, the number plates you had different colored number plates depending on the class you were in. And I, and but, I think that color green with that color purple is a big part of why that's so awkward. <laughs> At least it's not the chameleon chrome-ish purple and green color that was super popular in the late 90s. Yeah, that's yeah, true. The, the color Let's change block. mystic. Yeah, purple. like the first one that came out, you know, the purple and green. And that was the coolest thing in the 90s. 1994 Mustang, I believe. 94 or 95 Mustang. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think Cameron Vanderhorst over on Camden Tub actually has one of those. I believe you're right. And I think he thinks it's cool, so we're not going to pop his bubble. Well, he's also like a pseudo-hipster, so. Yeah. Yeah. I can mock those things because I'm old enough to be his father, but I'm old enough to be uh, Garrett's father, too, so. That's true. How old's your dad, Garrett? I want to say he's 54. Okay, he's a year older than I am. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was your comment about the GSXR coming out when you were two I know, years right? old just kind of kind of shocked me because i talked to so many people over the internet that i really kind of think yeah everybody's my age you know i'm like no <laughs> you're everybody's favorite old weird uncle okay well, well i think we probably should call this because we're we've i think exhausted everyone's interest in <laughs> yeah, jobs sure. uh we just i think the longer we went the more bikes we realized and then just one yeah, thing led to another. We're not going to put a bow on this one, so we just need to quit while we're ahead. <laughs> okay, well, Probably. thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, find us at Twitter, at the False Neutral, and Facebook, uh, the False Neutral. And you can look at all pictures, good and bad, of what we talked about. 
I'm going to have a whole lot of work to do to put that together this week. <laughs> Last week, it was like five pictures. You know, the five bikes they talked about in that one article was all I had to do, and they were all in one place. So I... Heck, we got that many TDR 250s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I will talk to you guys later, and I will see or talk to everyone next week. All right, later. Bye-bye.